everyone. I'm Jensine Bard, and welcome to Testimony, where truth is told, lives are changed, and hope is given. Revelation 12:11 tells us that we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony, a testimony of your story for His glory. Last week, you heard just a sampling of a, quote, messed up Mississippi girl's journey of abandonment, loss, and abuse to transformation and victory in Christ as a heralded prophet, Bible teacher, motivational speaker, pastor, and author of several best-selling books, Something Greater promises to bring even more in sharing for the first time ever the real story behind the fame, the success, the money, and the ministry that led to great acclaim, yet great disappointment, and the power needed to overcome in life and in Christ. Please welcome back to Testimony, a wonderful honor indeed, Pastor Paula White Kane. Pastor Paula, welcome back to Testimony. I am so excited and thank you. I just am honored to be able to share really God's story not just my life, but all of our lives, and maybe someone hasn't experienced everything. They say this is a real page-turner and vulnerable pain and authentic and real and raw. But something greater is that God has put a divine sense of purpose, eternity in our heart. God will never let go of you. And that's my hope, that people, no matter what they're facing, God says he's ordained all of our days before one of them came into being. It doesn't mean that God sent it, but it does mean it will be used by God. Amen and amen. We're going to talk about your relationship with President Donald J. Trump and how all of that came about. But I want to talk about your marriage to Randy White, Pastor Randy White, which began to disintegrate long before the announcement to divorce was made. His choice, not yours. A lot of unanswered questions and speculation arose that you now answer. So question, Paula, if you had to do it over again, would you have handled it the same? You know, I, I have to look back and never have regrets in my life and trust. It was one of the most absolute difficult times of my life. In 2002, I'm writing, can life get any better? I mean, the kids are doing wonderful. Randy had three biological children that I'd helped to raise from the time they were two, five, and seven, along with my son. The ministry's exploding. I mean, I just feel like I felt like Cinderella. And then in 2004, we get a knock on our door. We come against pornography so hard. And suddenly the FBI and criminal IRS shows up. And we go under a three-year investigation. We're exonerated in six months. But my ex-husband had a complete breakdown. When he had that breakdown, he opened the door, got addicted, started with Valium, and then addicted to harder drugs. That opened the door to women. He shared his testimony now publicly. And during that time, I believed God for my marriage. I could go into the details of how I lost almost 30 pounds, went through a deep depression. I found out that my son was an addict, how we would ultimately find out that our daughter had cancer. She died. I mean, it was one thing after another, all within about a three- to four-year period. This would continue for almost a 10-year cycle of my life, but four years of just absolute understanding that I didn't understand. I would search my heart. God, what did I do wrong? Is there any unforgiveness? And I'm the girl that, and not that we live by works, we don't, but I, I still never smoked a cigarette in my life. 
at that time, I'd never had a glass of wine. I'd never cussed. I asked God for permission to cuss. I cried about this. I'd never watched an old movie. And so, I, you know, I'm serving God, and all I wanted was family. Mm-hmm. So I kept believing God, my family, my marriage, it'll be the miracle. It'll be the miracle. And we went through fake media before it was known as fake media of just 52 headlines being written one right after another. It was so much pressure. Everything that could be shaken was shaken. And I can stand on the other side without literally crying or shaking in my voice now because God does have something greater for you. During that time, it was so difficult. Randy was not this horrific person. I was not this horrific person. The enemy is very real. Randy had a great gift of faith. You know, we've done great things for the kingdom of God, but the enemy certainly got in. And like I said, I wanted, I believe God. There was a moment, a real defining moment, and I write about it in the book, that I was given an ultimatum. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Pastor Paula White. Her latest just released, Something Greater. So during that time that I said, I will not lose my soul, a decision was made. And unfortunately, our marriage did come to an end. Very devastating for me, devastating for our children, our family, for Randy, for everyone. However, for myself, there were biblical grounds uh, for release. And like you said, a lot of confusion. I'd never been there. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what to say. Sometimes people I did turn to, I found out were not a safe place. I thought they were coming to hold me and hug me Mm -hmm. and wipe the little blood off my mouth, but they were coming to hit me. And um, yeah. this is not how the body of Christ should treat each other. We're to restore one another. Yeah, that is one of the reasons, excuse me for interrupting, that I wanted to bring your story to testimony. As the body of Christ, Christians by and large, we are so quick to judge, and we have no idea what's on the other side of that door. I can see from reading your book that the enemy sought to bring you back to your earlier insecurities of abandonment beginning with your father who committed suicide when you were five you became a caregiver for your mother as a child because of her own devastation and inability to connect with you emotionally or anyone for that matter the physical and sexual abuse you talk about you overcame all of that but now you're hearing words that are hurtful to your spirit from someone that is supposed to love you and here you are this famous pastor, you're trying to keep it together, you're loyal to a fault, and you want to keep your marriage together. But Paula, for those that are listening, when is enough enough? And was the ultimatum that you write about in your book that enough for you? It was. Um, I was basically told to violate on our anniversary. My ex-husband said, I've got good news for you and I've got bad news for you. And that was, the good news was he still loved me. The bad news was he was not going to change his behavior. Now, God's done work. I just was not going to compromise. And I I said I might lose everything, but I'm not going to lose myself. There is a time, and I think people want to judge so harshly. Um, God does not expect us to be in emotionally, physically abusive, spiritually abusive relationships in any capacity. And obviously, you nailed it so well and named it. I had a real issue with boundaries. Those boundaries were broken when I was a child. Those boundaries were hard to form. I didn't understand a lot of the broken little girl. God's love is completely progressive in our life. It's the washing of his word. It's not like I've arrived today. I am continually arriving 
you know, I'm continually transforming. But I can look through my 53-year-old lens eyes in a much more mature place and see decisions I'd make different, things I would handle different. But I can honestly say at each stage of my life, at each stage, I did the best that I could with the knowledge that I had, which is why God's Word and safe people, what do I mean by that? Good, healthy, whole people, safe counseling. I've been to a lot of counseling. I'm not afraid to say that I needed good therapists, not just as a child, but good Christian counselors as an adult to help me identify because I didn't have model parents. I didn't have model relationships. I have a model Jesus. I have a heart inclined towards God. But boy, this is real life. You might have had a death. You might have made mistakes. You might have sinned. I talk about where I sinned in my life. I take ownership for the things that I've done wrong. You might have gone through a divorce. But God is not finished. And man might try to label you or be through or cast you to the curb. But God is not that way. And so I want someone who reads something greater to see that God is redemptive and God's mercy and his grace and his goodness and his love is continually working around our life. And God is a God of restoration. Sometimes you are standing in a place you might be flavor of the month. That's what I call the lunacy of becoming <laughs> a commodity, you know, and they think you're just wonderful and great. And the reality is the same girl is the same you know, former messed up Mississippi girl that people call trailer trash that I found out God's in the recycling business who went through this myriad of true, authentic diversities from living at the top to the bottom. Money's not the answer. Fame's not the answer. Success is not the answer. Big ministry's not the answer. Great career's not the answer. All of those things can be a blessing in our life, but the answer is Jesus Christ. And I ultimately say to people, the greatest blessing in my life is that God loved me enough to reduce me to Christ. And what I mean by that is I really found myself in a place, not just stripped of everything, because change and loss does bring those things, but I found myself in a place that I went, what if I never preach again? What if I never do ministry again as I had known it? What if I don't have that friend again? What if I don't? And I discovered God's love and God's peace and God's joy in a way that I've never known it, that I can authentically say, and it's him I live and I move and I have my being. I am married to the most wonderful man in the world. I met Jonathan Cain, my husband. He plays for Journeys on his fourth Christian album now. I mean, loves God. He grew up wanting to be a priest, and I met him on Southwest. I am married to not just a great man, but covers me, loves me, understands me, can carry my purpose, prays for me, serves me communion. He really is a gift from God. My son that was addicted is now serving God. He broke many of those generational curses, married a beautiful girl that they were told they would be there and not have two beautiful grandchildren, a three-year-old Asher and a one-year-old Nicholas. And yes, I serve as advisor, spiritual advisor, to President Trump and his personal pastor. That's 18 years he was watching me on Christian television. And the Lord spoke to me and said, tell him and show him who I am, which I knew meant live as a Christian before. Little did I know, or probably little did he know, that he would become president of the United States and I would remain serving as his pastor and spiritual advisor. So our ways are not God's ways. Our thoughts are not God's thoughts. 
I can encourage someone. Philippians 1, 6 says, be confident in this one thing. The same God who started the good work in your life is the same God that will finish it further and execute it. I love Micah 7, 8. It says, when I fall, not if I fall, but when I fall, I will arise again. When I sit in darkness, the light of the Lord will come unto me. And someone needs to know that. God is the author and the finisher of our faith. And if you don't quit on God, God will never quit on you. Amen and amen. Ladies and gentlemen, you have been listening to internationally acclaimed pastor, author, sought-after motivational speaker, and spiritual advisor to our 45th president, Donald J. Trump, Paula White Kane, in her just-released memoir, Something Greater. You can learn more about Paula's work, ministry, and mission by visiting paulawhite.org and get her book, Get inspired for something greater in your own life. You will be blessed and encouraged that you did. Paula, thank you once again for taking precious time to share your heart in a very transparent and redemptive way that there is always something greater when Christ is the center, He is the potter, we are the clay, what is broken can be mended, and new life can be breathed. And beautifully so, we thank you, and God bless you. Thank you so much. Many blessings. And I just encourage everyone, God does have something greater for you. Testimony is a global broadcast made possible by the generous contributions of our valued partners at Jensine Bard Ministries and you, our listening audience. Together, we are reaching souls for Christ, one testimony at a time. If you would like information on how you can support this broadcast with your tax-deductible gift, please visit us at jensinebard.com. That's one word, J-E-N-S-I-N-E-B-A-R-D.com. And join the conversation at our Facebook page, Testimony with Jensine Bard. Thank you for listening, and please join us again for Testimony. Testimony.